y'all. I'm Tina. And I'm Lisa. And this is Queen Bees. If you are new here, welcome and thank you for listening today. If you are returning, thank you. Whether you are on your drive, cleaning, or in your comfy spot with a glass of wine or cocktail, we are so pleased you are here. Be sure to like and subscribe. That way you will be notified the moment an episode drops. Alrighty, we are back with another episode. Today we are going to be talking about anal retentive tendencies, if I could talk. When your spouse and children do not, but you do. And how to not pass it down in a bad way to your children. How to not drive your spouse nuts with your anal retentiveness. And how to keep your own sanity when others are not like you. I do not have like clinical OCD, just anal retentive ways. Like certain things I have to have on a specific way. Like my closet, for example, is organized meticulously by the type of shirt. And then I have like dress sweaters, then hoodies, or I have all of my Harley stuff completely separate, yet that's like micro-organized from tank tops to t-shirts to long sleeve to sweatshirts. Same with like my shoes and things like that. But if you look at my husband's side of the closet, it's all just mixed together. My house is the exact same way. Um, I do not have any kind of clinical OCD either, um, but I'm the same as you where I have certain things that I'm very particular about. I feel like when I was younger, before I had children, I was really bad. There was a lot of things that like I would literally have to fix them. I was really bad before I had kids as well. So like one thing that used to drive me insane is like I squeezed the toothpaste we'll say from the top down, but my husband just squeezes the tube and it literally like every single day I had to fix it. Like it bothered me that much and other weird quirky things that people probably don't even notice. Um, one thing for example is a two way light switch. So if you don't know what that is, that means that one light is working on two different light switches. So you can turn it as you walk into the room, but then if you're walking out on a different, area of the room or different part of the room, there's a different switch to turn it off at that point. And it would drive me crazy if the light was off, but the switch was up, even though it shouldn't matter. But I just like, I would literally go to the one side of the room and like flip it the other way and correct it because it would bug me. But then slowly it was like, I got a little older and sometimes I just didn't have time. Like Literally, I'd be like in a super big hurry in the morning, so I wouldn't fix the toothpaste that one time. And actually, I feel like being pregnant made it worse. Like stupid things, like things I didn't care about, I added to the list. Like the way the toilet paper roll goes on the toilet paper is now a thing. Only because when I was getting up to pee in the middle of the night, I didn't want to have to think about how it was on there. 
So I, I liked that, the toilet paper too. but it was literally got to the point where like, even after I had the baby, I was still like switching the toilet paper roll to a certain direction. And that's another one where I've let go to, like, I don't need to sit on, I noticed it was a problem when I went to somebody else's house and I was like, yeah, I don't like how their toilet paper is on the roll. And then I was like, no, you cannot change somebody I else's roll do. of toilet paper. <laughs> I change other people's toilet paper roll. Oh I my do. God. <laughs> and when I Not say change, everybody. I mean flip it. So like it's whether you prefer over or under or whatever, that's what I mean by like switch it, like change it up. I, I mean, obviously if I use the rest of the toilet paper, I would change right. the roll. But I just mean the way it's on, however they have it in there. That one's a big one for me. And I'm like, I still tell my kids all the time, they have to put it on this this certain way. Otherwise, I like freak out. Because you, especially when you get up in the middle of the night, now that I'm getting older, sometimes I get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. If I don't turn any lights on, I can't see. So I'm reaching over to grab the toilet paper and then it's just rolling and rolling and rolling, but nothing's ever coming because they put it on the wrong way. So then I get upset. And I have certain things organized. I would say I don't want to, I don't want to classify it as like an OCD or even an anal retentive. I feel like it's just an organized thing. Like the way my cans are in my cabinet, like my husband will tell you I'm OCD because all the labels face out like face towards me you know what I'm saying so when I look in my cabinet I can see what the can is I'm not looking at the back of a can and I have to spin them around to find out what the hell's in there so I feel like that's not so much an OCD thing or an anal retentive thing it's more of just a keeping organized so that when you do look in there you know what you have but yes my closets are very similar to yours where I keep certain things in certain places and it's very organized but my husband's is not like I don't know how he finds anything because he even mixes in like work shirts with regular shirts and Harley shirts and everything in between I, I don't know maybe he just like maybe that's his way of like I'm just gonna part the freaking curtains right here and like whatever shirt pops out is what he goes for for the day I mean I don't maybe. know maybe that's the method to the madness there but like even the shoes like I have my shoes away in a manner that makes sense to me versus he just like throws his in a heaping pile and I can't stand that because then I feel like your shoes have other shoe marks all over them I have a complete shoe shelf and uh, bars to hang up on my heels and everything but I am a bit of a shoe addict so but even like our in our kitchen I have a lot of like large canning glass jars that we use for spices and flour and sugar. And so all my, all that's in glass canning jars. If they're not turned a certain way, I will go and like readjust them so that they're all symmetrical and facing the right way so that you can actually see like the ball design or cur and they just put them back however. Like, it doesn't even bother them. When we first moved into our house, I bought a new set of dishes because our old set was becoming, it was supposed to be like an off-white, but it was almost becoming orangey because of all the iron in our water. And we had broken a few, so it wasn't even like a full set anymore. So when we moved into the new house, I got a nice new set, and I actually decided to buy two colors. One was a dark blue, and one was a lighter blue. So when I would put the plates away in the cupboard, I did a light blue, a dark blue, a light blue, a dark blue. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But then my husband would come behind me and like empty the dishwasher every once in a blue moon. And he would just put them all in there together. And I couldn't, 
I couldn't stand that either. I'd always go behind him and fix it. And he noticed me doing it one day and he's like, what are you doing? And I was like, fixing the dishes. And he's like, what's there to fix? And I was like, well, you didn't put them in the right order. And he's like, there's no order for plates. Like they're all (laughs) fucking plates. So that one really like drove me nuts for a while. And I tried really hard to let that one go, but I just couldn't. So eventually somehow freak chance, like two of the dark blue plates got broken. So I ended up taking out all the dark blue plates and buying another box of the light blue plates. So like that was just done and over with. Like I just, I just couldn't do it. I still haven't gotten over the toothpaste thing. So we don't share toothpaste anymore. I buy every single person in our house their own tube of toothpaste now so that I don't have to deal with that. So I can roll down my toothpaste how I want to do it. My husband can do it his own way and all three kids can do their toothpaste however they want. And I tried that for a while where I was having some teeth sensitivity. So I actually switched to a sensitive toothpaste. So I was like, here, babe, like use up the old tube of toothpaste sort of thing. I'll use the new one um, because my teeth are being funky. And it didn't matter. Like in the morning, sometimes he would just grab the wrong one. But like both of ours are on the counter right Right, next to each other. You have a shared sink thing bathroom. Whereas, I mean, we have a shared sink bathroom but he brushes his teeth in the shower so he keeps his toothpaste and toothbrush in the shower so when i'm at the sink brushing my teeth he's not digging in my drawer to grab my toothpaste and i don't even have to see it and i don't care what anybody tells you there is a right way to fold your bathroom towels and if you fucking fold them wrong i am going to flip my shit like I don't know if it's the way that the size of our cupboard, but like you have to roll, you have to fold our towels a certain way for them to fit correctly in the cupboard. Cause if you do thirds, you can't stack three high, but then you have all the space on the side. So you have to do half, 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 and then you have to fold it the right half so that the strip shows outward once it's all folded. I fold mine in thirds. So I'll, I'll fold it in half, half, and then three. See, and we have a completely different cabinet. It's an actually an old metal file bookshelf that we turned into our towel shelf. And our first house, we had one of those like over the toilet racks. So the thirds worked the best because you could get three across and then two high. So that made the most amount of sense. But then when we moved into the new house and we have like actual cabinets in our bathroom, there's they're like a certain width and it perfectly fits when you fold the towel half 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 but it also drives me insane like i said if they fold it in half but they fold it so you have to fold it like the long way in half the long way in half and then when you fold it like left to right in half you need to make sure to keep that like that seamed edge to the outside Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Okay, so at least you get what I'm saying, because I know I'm a little cray-cray about that one. But, like, when the kids fold the towels and they're not right, I literally cringe. Like, it almost feels like nails on a chalkboard or, like, biting into something weird on my teeth. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but that is one that I just just can't. Like, I got to fix them. If it's not in thirds for me, I will unfold it and refold it and put it back right. But it doesn't have to have, like, a certain design. Like, even if they fold it inside out, as long as it's folded in thirds, I don't care. That's one I don't know why, but I just can't let go. And I feel like there's been a lot 
since I've had kids that I've let go, like including the toothpaste one, I think that after fixing it like 30 million times, I just couldn't deal anymore. So now I just, as I go, I just, I wouldn't say I fix it, but I still squeeze from the top. But when it's super full, I don't worry about it as much. Like it used to be like, seriously, like from day one of opening it, like you pinch at the yeah, top. Yeah, like taking a big clip down all the way down. Yes. But now I let it go until it gets you know, we'll say two thirds of the way gone or something. And then he must notice that I like specifically go from the top and I like push it all the way down. Cause then he's, it's almost like he kind of understands a little bit too. I also start rolling the one end as you're like, after you squeeze it for so far and then you like pinch it over and pinch it over. But I try not to get too much of my crazy OCD and push it on my kids. Cause like another thing I cannot do is do mismatch socks. I know you do and I've seen my kids do it and I literally hate it when they do it, but I don't say anything. And I just like bite my tongue on that one because if they want to do it, if that's their thing, whatever, like it's not my body, it's theirs. And as long as they're, you know, going to school properly clothed and showered and whatever, right. whatever, I'm not going to be so crazy to push it onto them. But I have noticed certain things that my kids have picked up from me, even though I never meant to pass it to them. Oh, mine too. And I wasn't, I always did wear at least matching socks before I had all my kids. It was after having all of them and then them starting to do like their own laundry or helping out with laundry. All of our socks go into a large bin and then they fold the bin of socks. I don't fold any socks whatsoever. So if my, I told them as long as they're the same style of sock, like I can't wear, you know, a knee high sock with an ankle sock. Right. Or even two ankle socks that aren't the same style. Right. Color-wise, I could care less. One could be black and one could be bright pink. As long as they're both the same style, I don't care. But that also started, like, years ago when the whole mismatched socks were being sold everywhere. And people were going fucking nuts over buying mismatched socks. And I'm like, I have a whole fucking basket full of mismatched socks. I'm not buying them just to mix them together. Right. Go grab socks out of, out of there and... Go put on some mis mix match socks. And I think that was when the oldest was in junior high. So that was that's had to have been like five years ago now, four or five years ago. Cause well, because she's a junior this year. So yeah. Four or five years ago that the whole mismatch sock thing started here. Cause she was really into it. And I'm like, I'm not paying money to buy socks that don't match. I'll go buy two packs of socks and then just Right. Mix them all. Like, I'll buy fancy colors, but I'm not buying mixed matched socks on purpose. I, one time I needed new socks and I went to, I believe it was Kohl's, and I found these really, this really nice package. It was perfect for me because I needed some white and some black because I waitress at the time, so we had to have black socks um, with your black shoes and black pants. So I found a package that had two pairs of black, two pairs of white, and two pairs of gray. And I was like, oh my God, this is like the best set of socks ever. I was, I was literally like happy about it. So I go home and I wash all the socks. And as I'm folding them, when I get them out of the laundry, I'm starting to realize there's an initial on the inside of the sock, like behind your ankle. Mm -hmm. And one says L and one says are and then 
to top it off, I go to put the two white socks together and I'm like, okay, so this is supposed to be left foot. This is supposed to be right. Like I didn't even realize this was a thing, but then I'm looking at it and there's like one extra line on one of the white ones, but not on the other white one. And I was like, what the hell? So I go, I keep digging and I find the other two white socks and sure as shit, one set of white socks has two lines. One set of white socks has one line on them. And then they each say left or right. So that you can't ever mix and mix them. Yes. Oh my fucking God. I literally, I can't tell you how many mornings I would like grab a sock and I'd be going to put it on my left foot and I'd realize the R on the inside and I couldn't put it on my left. I had to put it on my right. And I shouldn't say I had to because I, I honest to God think if I had put it on, if I'd put the sock that has the R on it and put it on my left foot, I wouldn't have been like sweating to death all day or felt tortured but I would always like secretly know that it was wrong. Right. <laughs> if that makes sense. Was, so that's why I'm, not, I'm thinking not about it all day long. Yes. I, I would not say by any means I'm like clinically OCD, but there are definitely a lot of things that like, I just need to be a certain way. And I can definitely see that happening with Avery over my son Hunter. And I don't know if it's a girl thing versus a boy thing. Cause I feel like girls are a little bit more organized to begin with. Usually girls are more organized to begin with. Uh, other than my middle female child, who's not organized at all. But studies have shown that women are ten, tend to be more organized. I have definitely passed a lot of my traits down to my oldest. I do see that now. Especially, like, if you go look at her room, it's meticulously organized and everything's got a certain spot that it needs to go in. Even the way she, like, puts her outfits together and and stuff like that. She's, she's my mini-me. Whereas my middle one, if you went and looked at her dresser, it looks just like my son's. The clothes are just thrown in there all together and with no organization whatsoever. Which that used to drive me absolutely nuts when the kids were younger as their dressers being chaotic and messy. Even with the drawers closed, I would go empty everything out, reorganize it all, get like all the socks and underwear, you know, and then then the short sleeve shirts, long sleeve pants, shorts and sweats clothes and everything else. And after a while, I kind of just gave up on it because it just became a repetitive cycle that drove me insane and it was my own damn fault right and sometimes you have to be aware of that too that some things like as much as you want them to be nice and neat and organized they're just not going to be like our garage I don't care how much I try to keep that thing organized the kids never put the bikes back quite where they go and, oh, you know, even this time of year, even though it's like winter right now, they'll still pull them out and do things. Then they put them back and then they're dripping water on the boots that you had drying out there or whatever. And my husband's tools don't even get me fucking started. I don't know how he ever finds anything in there. And it drives me nuts because every time I need like one little thing, I have to search 25 places for it instead of just finding it. But it's his it's his stuff and I gotta, re I have to respect his space. I have told him on a few occasions, I literally bought myself my own little toolkit. So like it's, it kind of looks like a briefcase sort of thing. And when you open it up, like the whole top has like sockets and wrenches and things like that. But then it also has like a variety of screwdrivers and a hammer and a level and a 
kind of like a, just like a basic little kit of like, if you just needed to fix something real quick around the house sort of thing. And first one by one, like several things went missing from the case. And now the whole motherfucking case is gone. So I'm like, I'm not even going to buy another one at this point. I'm just going to be like, you have to fix this because you stole all my shit to just take care of it myself. I bought myself a case too, because my husband does the same thing and I can never find anything in there. And I hid it. I didn't even tell him that I have it. I don't even know if he knows that I have it, but it is hidden. I'm not going to tell him where it is because that's exactly what will happen. Oh, well, I was missing my 10 millimeter. Can I borrow yours? Mine was hidden and he did not know about it for a long time until he needed it for something. I don't remember exactly what happened, but he needed something. And I was like, okay, well, I'll go grab mine. And then he saw it and he's like, well, this is really nice. (laughs) (laughs) And slowly but surely I lost it. (laughs) I do tend to bother my husband every now and then most of the time he just brushes it off and is like whatever she'll get over it but we've also been together for almost 15 years this year so he did he's used to it by now but every once in a while he'll be like dude you need to calm your tits like relax a little bit it's not that big of a fucking deal and move on from it. We'll be right back after a brief message about our sponsor. Have you heard about Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It is completely free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so that it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It is everything you need right at your fingertips and all in one place. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Our merch is now available at teesprings.com, queen-bs. We also have listener support available on our Anchor webpage. If you are unable to purchase or donate anything, that's okay. You can still help out by liking, subscribing, and rating. Every little bit helps so we can keep creating new content every week. Our goal here is to get you three episodes a week. In order to do that, we need your help. Email us at queenbeespodcast at gmail.com with your own experiences and questions that we can share on future episodes. My husband's generally the same way. He lets some things go and then other things he's like, he lets me know that I need to let it go too. And I feel like that's a good balance in a relationship because sometimes something that you're really holding on to really isn't as big of a deal. Do you know what I mean? Like the toothpaste thing in the long run, does it really matter how the fuck you squeeze the damn tube of toothpaste? It's just something stupid that bugged me. And I mean, like really bugged me at first, but now, like I said, I'm kind of, I go, I roll with the, the roll with the punches a little bit more now. So there's certain things that it's like, it's not worth getting that upset about when it doesn't have 
any real value behind it. Right. Now, my canned goods, how my canned goods get put away, I'm never going to let it go only because I want to know when I open my cupboard what food I have in there. Or if I'm going to go grocery shopping, I can clearly see like the roll that has all the different varieties of soup is missing several kinds of soup. And I'll tell I can tell you right away without even touching any of the cans, like what varieties are missing. And so when I'm making my grocery list, it's really convenient for me. But I do the grocery shopping 99% of the time. I'm the one putting it away. I'm the one making the grocery list. So nobody really messes with it. And it doesn't really affect them very much. So my husband doesn't like a couple times he's like looked around in there to like see what's in there and moved a few things. And I'm like, yeah, put them back. And he's like, <laughs> what are you talking about? And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Like the soup stay in this row. Like this is this, this is that. Like these are canned goods to make stuff. But then like cans of like just ravioli that the kids can make themselves or something yeah. is in a different spot. So I'm like, there is a method to the madness. And I do keep, not that I buy a bunch of like canned ravioli and spaghetti, but when they were younger, I did more so than I do now, but I would always keep, you know, the SpaghettiOs next to each other and then the ravioli next to each other. So you could just see right away. Um, but like I said, I take care of that 99% of the time. So he's not allowed to tell me he doesn't like how I organize the cans or that he's not willing to like keep my cans the way that I want them when they're mine. But on the flip side, right. I don't touch his toolbox. Like, right. I mean, if I'm looking for something, obviously, like I'll go <laughs> looking for it, but I would not, I would never go and reorganize his toolbox behind his back or anything like that. A couple of times we've threatened to tell the kids that if you don't like start behaving, we will dump out the whole toolbox and we will make you organize it. <laughs> and they are terrified to do that. So they always behave when he threatens that one. That's like his one good threat. He doesn't mess with the root cellar at our house. And that's all meticulously organized as well. But I also can a lot. So I have everything in order of what's oldest to newest because I want to eat up what I canned first, not right. what I canned last. And even my canned goods, I do the exact same thing. Even though I know they last super long, it doesn't matter. Like the oldest soups get moved to the front and the new brand new ones that I bought go to the back. Right. And then we also store some extra things in there like our the extra coffee, the ranch dressing, and the kids know that when they put stuff in there that came from the grocery store, that they have to rotate. And that's something that I'm not going to give up on uh, or be lenient on. That's just that's a just, good, safe practice. Yes, though. that's so that we don't get sick or anything like that. You don't want to be going to grab a bottle of ranch or ketchup because you have 12 in there. Because I like to buy, not that I have 12 bottles of ranch, only four, but <laughs> I don't like running out of shit. But we also live somewhere, I know I'm only 15 minutes from town, but growing up in the city and then moving up here was quite an adjustment for me. Because I was so used to everything being open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So when I, it was like two o'clock in the morning and my oldest got sick, I packed her all up, went, got in the vehicle to go get her some medicine, drove all the way to town and like everything's fucking closed. And then everything closes at six o'clock on Sunday. So if you run out of something, you're not always going to get it when you need it. So I always have a backup, and then I have a backup of the backup. Same with medicines and Band-Aids and things like that. So a little bit of a prepper 
but I got that from my grandma. Understandable. I do not have quite the stock that you do, but I totally agree with you about running out of stuff. It's also a bit of a pet peeve for me because it's like you damn well know that you use the rest of it. Just say something or um, especially when it's something that I don't use. So I'm not aware, you know, like let's just say if the husband's deodorant or the kid's toothpaste, like I'm not going up there and checking their toothpaste every day to see how full or how empty it is. So it would be nice for them yes. to be a little more organized that way too, but nonetheless. I don't check those things either um, with any of the kids. They have to let me know if they run out of deodorant, toothpaste, and if they don't tell me and then it's, it's 8 o'clock at night and they're supposed to go brush their teeth, of course, they'll borrow my toothpaste. But I'm like, you have to tell me. You can't tell me at 8 o'clock at night. Now I'm not running to town at 8 o'clock at night. Not because the store isn't open during the weekday, but... That's just a waste of time and gas. Right. You need to also be a little bit organized and responsible that way. I feel that when I was younger, I was definitely a little too crazy with my OCD. And I feel like it's gotten better with kids just because, like I said before, sometimes you just don't have the time and to like keep going back. And force you into relaxing a little bit because they are their own person and you also want them to learn on their own. I mean, you still have to teach them and guide them, but you don't want to be screaming at them that they clean something the wrong way just because it's not your way. Right. You got to remember or, there's more than one way to skin a cat. Right. I know that's not everyone's favorite reference, but that's like one of the most popular ones that I've heard anyway. And that's what I try to tell myself is that, it's okay that they didn't do it my way because they're doing it their way. As long as it's done correctly, if it's something that has... Or done all the way. Not right. necessarily correct. I mean, I guess correctly could be the right word. As long as it's complete, the task has been completely completed at right. hand. There's no leftovers that didn't get done or they didn't half-ass it. Like everything that you wanted done was done. Correct. When my kids were younger, my perfectionism or anal retentiveness did get in the way a little bit. And my husband kind of pulled me aside and was like, you need to relax a little bit. Like you said, there's more than one way to skin a cat. Just because they're not doing it the way that you do it doesn't mean that they're doing it wrong. Explain what you want done but don't micromanage and hover over them. Give them the space to learn and make decisions on their own so that they can grow and develop and blah, 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 blah that they tell you because apparently you're handed a handbook when you have kids these days. Just kidding. And mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's important to me that I don't force my kids to do everything the way that I do because the way that I do everything isn't always perfect or right or the absolute correct best way to do it. Maybe they'll find a way that makes more sense to them. Just like learning, you know, some people learn by doing, some people learn by seeing, some people learn by reading about it or things like that. So just like there's multiple ways of learning, there's also multiple ways, you know, to do things and process things. 
And I feel like my husband has been helpful along the way where he points out too, where there's been times where it's like, does it really matter? Like that's not as important as something else. Right. Like washing the dish dishes, for instance, my, I've noticed that the kids will wash the dishes on the left side of the sink, rinse them off on the right side of the sink, but all the clean dishes get set on the left side of the sink on the counter where we actually have space for them to dry. Now, me personally, I would wash in the right and just keep moving along <laughs> instead of washing and then going to the right and then backtracking. But as long as they are clean, they can wash them however they want, I guess. My husband does the exact same thing, so I never understood because I'm the same way. I want, honestly, mine's the exact opposite. So I wash in the left, I rinse on the right, and then it goes to dry on the right side of the sink. But he likes to wash on the right side and then rinse and then goes back to the right side of the sink to put them down, which whatever, you know what, if he's going to be willing to help with the dishes, thank you, Jesus. And I don't give a flying fuck how the hell they get done as long as they're clean. <laughs> but when he first was doing it, I was like, why are you doing it like that? It's, it's weird. <laughs> that, that one does drive my husband nuts. That is like the one thing that he is actually anal retentive about. If he goes in there, he'll, he'll always ask, like, why are you washing the dishes that way? You should be washing in the right and rinsing in the left and then putting on the counter. And I'm like, hey, there's more than one way to skin a cat. And I think that same reference um, coincides with your work, you know. It's some OCD slash anal retentiveness is okay. It, I think it gives you that organize that gives you those organization skills and it, it keeps you very meticulous and um, on top of a lot of things and in the workforce I feel that that can be extremely helpful to your position depending on what kind of job you have um, but I feel like organization is always helpful no matter what kind of job you have it you know keeps you on a good flow so to say when you're organized in my opinion but that's my brain and I work that way versus the chaos of like shuffling papers all around trying to find one that you don't know where the hell you put and it's just in a big pile of mess right some employers do look for more meticulous completely you know really organized detail orientated people so you can use some of these quirks as you want to call them to your advantage in your workplace i definitely agree with that but i think in the workplace you need to be extra careful if you do have some ocd slash you know compulsive disorder sort of thing going on um yeah to keep it to your own desk yes or cubicle or area that is assigned to you don't be going in other people's offices, desks, cubicles, and telling them they need to rearrange their shit or move their post-its or whatever, because ain't nobody going to be flying for that crap. And remember that community areas are just that. So you don't want to become obsessed with organizing a community area that no one else cares about like right. you do, because it's just going to be one of those things that drives you mental. 
you know, you're going to be going there, you're going to be constantly reorganizing it five times a day. And by the end of the day, you're going to be so mad about it not being how you want it to be. But it's a community area. So you need to remember other people use it too. Other people might like it a different way. You know, you gotta, you gotta be willing to give, give, give and take. Yep. Give and take. And that I got from like the kids with their dressers, just you, sometimes you do just have to bite your teeth and tongue and turn and just walk away and be like that. That's not happening over there. I didn't see that going on. Like, and I bring up the work thing because that was a real issue at my office. Um, it would drive me crazy when people would leave their dirty dishes in the sink and not just wash them. Um, but it's not my dish. It's not my responsibility. So I have to not worry about it. Um, and the other one that would drive me crazy is like when they would make their lunch on the counter and then they would just leave crumbs everywhere. So then I come in to like warm up my lunch and now my lunch, you know, even though it's in a container or whatever, now my container has crumbs stuck to the bottom of it because you couldn't wipe up after yourself. So I just made sure that I was more aware of certain things. So rather than being that annoying coworker that was like, who the hell left crumbs on the counter again? I would just make sure like, as soon as I came in there, I'd like wipe my area or not put my Tupperware down in there at all. And I would just organize my lunch stuff in my like area, my office, my cubicle, whatever, take it right in. If I needed to put it in the microwave or something and use the microwave and then take it back out and just go right back to my office. Cause I just could not eat in the like community lunch area. Cause I always felt it was so dirty, but I can't be going around and nitpicking how other people are live or are okay with like working in. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I do know what you mean because I, it drives me nuts at my own job uh, with our microwave. But we do have like those disinfecting wipes right on top of the mic or um, fridge, which is right next to the microwave. So before I even warm up my lunch, I'll just grab one and do a quick wipe down before I start warming my stuff up. And actually there's a girl at work who felt the same way as I did. And she actually taught me a trick that I never knew was the thing. So write this down ladies, in case you didn't know, or maybe I'm the only woman in the planet who didn't know this. Uh, if you microwave a wet rag, it actually like loosens up all the like dirt or I shouldn't say dirt, but like crusty food inside of your microwave. So I was in there like scrubbing it one day because it was driving me nuts. It was so nasty. I was like, I don't even want to warm my food up in here and I'm scrubbing it. And she's like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm cleaning the microwave because I can't stand this. And she was like, oh, you know, if you like microwave the wet rag for a little bit, like it loosens up everything. Yes. And I was like, God damn it. How come I didn't know this 20 years ago? <laughs> <laughs> but I guess my OCD tendency got me uh, a little life lesson there, a little learning moment. So I'll take what I can get. Sometimes that happens. Well, that's all I have for today. Yeah, me too. So for this week's challenge, we challenge you to let one thing go. And actually let it go. Don't just let it go in that moment and then be mad about it in an hour or five or a day later. Actually let it go. Yep. Just let it go. Like a bird in the sky. Fly, fly away. <laughs> Until next time. Thank you all for joining us today. If you found this episode helpful, 
make sure to share it with a friend who you think would find value in it. Also, like, rate, and subscribe on your favorite streaming app of choice. New episodes drop every Friday. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Queen Bees Podcast for sneak peeks into next week's episode. We would also love to hear your experiences and learn from them. Email us at queenbeespodcast at gmail.com with topic suggestions and listener escapades. All the links will be in the show notes. Thank you.